Welcome into this Milwaukee Hatfields podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. And seriously, one of my favorite people joins us today. It's good to have him here in Milwaukee. He uh, cut his teeth in this organization with the Admirals for several years before becoming the goaltending coach for the Nashville Predators. And I'm not lying when I say one of my favorite people. Uh, ben Vanderklok joins us. Good to see you, man. How's everything yeah, going? Great. Good to see you guys as well. Uh, yeah. It's great to be here. And it's my first trip of the year being in uh, Milwaukee and always love coming here. I was going to say, what is it like for you? I mean, obviously, everybody wants to be in the National Hockey League, and you got that call, and you've done a great job with the Predators in the NHL, but what's it like when you do come back and, and visit? Because you've had, you get a week here and there over the last few years. Yeah, you know what? It's it's, it's amazing because it's, uh, you get mixed emotions in a sense where you, you're coming in to work with the current guys and yeah. see where they're at and, and uh, spend time with them and um, obviously interact with the current coaching staff and, and uh, you know, you're coming in here for, for the, you know, the the moment right now and, and trying to help these guys advance and ultimately reach uh, their ultimate goal of being National Hockey League players. And, you know, the other side of it is it seems like every tur- turn I make, every corner I turn to, it, it, there's memories of, you know, sure. my time when I spent more time here. Um, and obviously, you know, those memories are great memories and, you know, whether it's you're thinking about, you know, guys like Scott Darling and, uh, right. you know, the, the Magnus Halberg in the NHL now and, yeah. you know, s- seeing things like that and, um, you know, thinking about Jeremy Smith and just playing walking. in the Olympics. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's crazy. And you, you, and you, you walk like you, even just for me, like walking to the rink, like you just. You just, you know, you get those flashbacks from yeah. like the years that you did spend more time here. So I love coming back. Having a, having a concrete with Mitch Korn over at the. I always <laughs> avoided the concrete, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first thing he told me I needed to get, and I've never had one in my life really? because I knew if if he said I should do it, I would have done it and been hooked. So I knew better. You know, <laughs> the names you mentioned and Magnus in the NHL, and 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 obviously you see up with with Nashville and the guys who have come through here. Um, but how many great goalies have come through here that, that haven't made it? And, I mean, the, the jobs are more limited for goalies than they are for any other position. There's two per team and in the National Hockey League. How difficult is it? You've worked with guys who have been first-round picks. You've, that, I mean, it's, it's crazy how everything needs to come together at once, especially for a goaltender to make it to the National Hockey League. Yeah, I mean it's it's extremely hard, and that's why it's so special, you know, to to be there and get there, and um, you know, guy like it, Magnus, he had to go overseas, become the best goalie, not in the it, NHL, right. and now he's hoping for a crack again. Yeah, and I think the thing is too, like everybody's on a different path, everybody's on a different timeline, um, you know, everybody's situation's unique, every organization's unique with their yeah. depth situation, or um, maybe injuries that happen or don't happen. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's the hardest league in the in the world to make, and um, you know the one thing that's consistent is the hard work and the commitment and the dedication these individuals have to have, and they they and they do they they bring it every single day, and you know it's a journey and it's a process, and that is the one consistent thing that you know overlaps. You know, maybe the names on the jerseys change, but those things always align, and uh, you know we've had some you know. Milwaukee, you know, in general, like, and, and, you know, the goalies we've had come through organization, just some wonderful people, wonderful individuals, yeah. better people than goalies. You know, I think of a guy like Mark Dekinich, who's now retired right. and uh, just a, just a great human being. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of great people have come yeah. through here. Yeah. You talk about the process of getting to the NHL. 
I'll, let's talk about your process of getting there, right? You were you played junior. I was you gonna played say, let's goalies start with your junior, playing career, right? Yeah. And then just ta- ta- take us through how you ended up as a coach, how you made it to Milwaukee, and then you know. Let I was gonna say how much time do we have? But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I you know was fortunate enough to climb the ladder, and make it to the OHL. I played a couple years in the OHL, and then from there, I you know wasn't drafted the NHL, and I went overseas and I played in Holland for a little bit. Um, when I was over there in the summers, obviously, where you know the off season, you're off, so. I began a goalie school in a camp uh, for. You yep. began that in Holland. In Holland. No, no, I. Oh, okay. back, back here. Was back here. Yeah, it was an off-season <laughs> thing that I did. So it was kind of you know, at the end of the season, you know, I can't remember if it was my first year, or my second year, I started you know a goalie school, and uh, obviously it was small at the and time. And you're like 23 at the time, 22, 23. Correct. Yeah. 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 Wow. So we did that, and and then I go back and play and come back you know, in the off season, do the same thing. So I always knew that I, I really enjoyed coaching. And, um, when I was playing, I would help at other goalie schools that, that other people, uh, you know, had going. Um, so once I quit playing, I went back to school and I, I, uh, studied to work with special needs, um, special needs uh individuals and i, I really like that. where did you go back to school where were you going niagara to college at niagara in my college. hometown yeah yep. well in ontario um so i i did that uh started working for the school board locally at the same time i kept growing the goalie school and i kept doing that and i had a passion for it and a love for it but it actually worked out great because with you know my day job i had christmas off march break off summers off so i you know had perfect then weekends so i had a right. perfect schedule to coach hockey and yeah. run clinics and when the kids were off for march break i had a march break goalie school and right. so, so it worked out really well and, and i started getting involved with different teams and then i uh i guess my first gig coaching with a team was uh you know at, at the junior b level and then i transitioned to the uh canadian university where i i was their goalie coach with uh, brock university sure um and i spent one year with brock university and from there i went to the OHL the next year and I worked with the Niagara Ice Dogs. Sure. Um, still hometown team. Still hometown. Right? Very fortunate. I didn't have to move and, and whatnot. Um, so I was doing that. I was still working at the school board. The Niagara Ice Dogs players went to the school that I worked at. Um, I'd go from school to the rink just like they did all night. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was that first year with the Niagara Ice Dogs, we actually made a, a uh, trade about halfway through the year for Jeremy Smith. Yeah. And wow. when we made it, made that trade for Jeremy Smith, the day we made the trade, I got a phone call from the Nashville Predators goalie coach, who was Mitch Korn at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And Mitch Korn, anybody that knows Mitch Korn knows how diligent, how hard he works, and um, revolutionized the goaltending coach position. Mitch did absolutely. Like yeah. he, yeah, really the white pucks and and the, the objects, the tires on the ice, and all that stuff. Well, when I think of Mitch, and I, you finish your story. We start, yeah, right. Sorry. We just yeah, totally cut you off there. Finish uh, your story. So Mitch yeah, I'll wrap you. it up quick. So yeah. Mitch called me to fill me in on Jeremy Smith, and uh, from that moment forward, is he looking for your opinion? Of him, has Mitch has has Smitty been drafted yet? He probably so he was with Plymouth at the time, right? Correct. He got traded from Plymouth to, to Niagara, to so Niagara. he had been drafted. Yes, yeah. because they yeah. had Matt Hackett in Plymouth as well. You're good. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That, 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 that's really good. Yeah. I don't think I've heard I Matt gotta, Hackett's name in ten I years. Bring him to a sports trivia event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, that so that that's exactly the timeline. Um, I believe Matt Hackett was young, but. Um, so, yeah, so Smitty was drafted. So Mitch was calling to fill me in on where he was at in his career and his game and those types of things. And then uh, 
you know, he just kind of politely asked that I give him a, you know, report, you know, once a week or whatnot. And uh, so, you know, back then phones, things were a little bit different. I'm not going way back, but it was different right, than it is right now. now. Uh, so I'd send him an email every week. So this is about 2010 or so. No, before that, probably that 2000, 2008. Nine, eight, eight, nine, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah eight, nine, exactly what it yeah. was. Yeah. Because nine ten was my first year with, with yeah he was with Cincy that year he won the cup that year and Cincy Jeremy yeah. Smith did yeah um, so so yeah so I'd send Mitch these reports throughout the season uh, once a week how Smitty's game was going obviously I'd reach out to him and and get some advice at different times if I needed it and really enjoyed having an NHL guy as a resource and it was just kind of by default like it was yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, you know sure it made trade for for a goalie and now I got this this you know, goalie coach from the NHL that's willing to help me help this guy. Um, and then we, we conversed a little bit more, you know, as the year went on. And I always tell the story that Mitch is so thorough. And again, I was working a regular day job and Mitch would reach out to me sometimes on Monday morning and say, <laughs> he'd say, I just get an email from that said, are you up with my, with the, the but your real and job. my real job? And, and I, oh, I got to get back to this guy. Cause you know, it's the right thing to do. And I need anyways, um, so I was at the end of that season, um, Nashville was hiring an opportunity, um, Mike Valley. Mike Valley, I was going to say, moved on to the fir- he was our first goalie coach, yeah. I believe, that we had here, in right? Milwaukee, in yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Mike moved on to Dallas, and I got a call in August um, from Mitch, you know, if interested in putting my resume and my name into the mix, and here we are. That was what was that? Fifth, thirteen, fourteen years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Wow. Years ago yeah. And so. so Lane is Lane. Lane's our coach. Lane that was the coach. at that po- at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your introduction to to Lane like? Oh, the yeah. most intense person like ever, I think. Like, Lane, Lane was great. I mean, I, Lane made me a much better coach. Like, um, you know, you just really could see the passion and right. the drive and the accountability and. Um, you know, he, he held us as coaches accountable and really, really respectful, like getting our opinion and on, on lots of different things. And um, I really cherish my time with, with Lane because I think Lane, along with others, but Lane really helped prepare me for that next step um, as well. And uh, I bet he yeah. made you sweat, though. I bet there were some times where you come in after a game and he just look at you and be like, Benny. Oh, yeah. What the I, heck? I, well, what, what the heck? I, I, <laughs> He I, didn't say heck, though. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think this team went through more garbage cans with Lane than they have since. <laughs> uh, but it was all it was all warranted, or at least it felt like it was at the time. We, well, f- yeah, you, you mentioned some of those names: uh, Chet Picker, Deckenich, Jeremy Smith. I mean, that that group of guys. That my goodness, and then Helberg, obviously, Ma- Mas and yeah. I mean, just uh, darling. You you had not only great goalies, as you said, but great people, and and in many cases, great characters too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're great. Goal- oh. Goalies tend to be characters, right? But. Yeah. Not as but much anymore. They? It's kind no, of it's kind of like a myth, right? It's not Billy Smith like it's not Billy Smith reading a book in the uh, like in yeah. his pregame meetings or whatever he'd say. The, the like good thing. Forrest getting completely undressed and getting <laughs> yeah. dressed again and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's it's a, it's faded out a little bit. The good thing is that it's still there enough that if you you, you know you do do something quirky as a goalie, you get it written off because like, ah, yeah, he's a goalie, goalie right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a free pass if <laughs> if you do have a few of those things, but you don't see it as much. But but yeah, I was I mean all those guys you name like they're very unique in different ways and all really good people, and it's you know great to see you know and follow their careers afterwards and um, 
like see them start families and different yeah. things like that. You yeah. know, some getting married, some having children, things like that. And you know, again, it's ultimately it's about the people. Um, I always say like we coach people, not goalies. Right. And uh, yeah, to see them, it, you know, living out their dreams that, is, that, professionally. Such an important po- important point, right? Like yes, these are professional athletes, and yes, some of them, especially in the NHL, are getting paid millions of dollars. But at the end of the day, they're people, and Absolutely. they to see them, and you see this in every sport. But to see them just criticized, and it's it's gotten worse with social media. Like that's that's a difficult thing, especially for a goalie, right? So you've got to be you're a goalie coach, but you've got to be an amateur psychologist too, Sometimes. or professional, or professional. You know, that's a that's great. Like you know, I mean, you're having pressure means you know you're privileged to be in a position that it's you know brought on you. So. Um, you know, it's just part of it. And that's what makes them special and unique, too, because you learn to handle that. You learn to manage it. And is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's hard. But, again, it's, it's another one of the small elements, one of the small pieces of the puzzle that, you know, maybe makes one guy better than the next. I shouldn't say, you know, guy, you know, goalie, but yeah. better than the next goalie. And um, it's all it's all part of, you know, that package. And, like I said, it. And all that's part of why they're special, you know, what, you know, to filter all that. What kind of coaching did you have? Because at the NHL level, the goaltending coach, a full-time goaltending coach, is still relative. I mean, it's only about 35 years ago that there started to be full-time NHL goalie coaches, as you pointed out. It's been about 15 years maybe at this level. And there, too, uh, we call you full-time, but you were spending time in Cincinnati. Mike, the same thing for Mike, all of that. Like you were bouncing around wherever the prospects were. You had to deal with all of them. So, what kind of what did you have coming? Yeah, up as, uh, as a again, goalie? a lot less. Like you said, it's evolved so much, and you know the goalie departments continue to grow and add add more pieces and and different things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there wasn't a lot. Like f- for my generation, it was more of like you'd go to a summer goalie school. For I was going to say, week. and you're not old by any stretch of the imagination here. I, that's why I bring that up. Yeah, like, I mean, it's 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 evolved quickly. Yeah, um, and. Like I said, I mean, we didn't we didn't have a lot. It was more of a summer thing, and then you know your team might have had you know a volunteer, yeah, you know, and uh, you know if you were fortunate to have like a goalie coach by trade, you know, for example, when I was in the OHL, it was you know maybe there once once or twice a week, yeah, um, because they had a real job they had to be at, you know. So um, in terms of it being a full time, you know, situation with a goalie coach that takes care of you and looks after you. Um, you know, it is fairly new. Yeah, and, and it's great for these. It, for these I bring guys. that. I bring that up because when I watch you work and I observe your work, and and this is what I was going to say about Mitch earlier too. Mitch was kind of the first goalie coach who let you do what you do, and I'm going to try to make you better doing what you already do, rather than completely take away your game. You're going to mm-hmm. play how I want you to play, and and all of that. Like that's I think how it used to be for a lot of people. Um, and, and and certainly it can't be that way anymore because not everybody is six foot three, two hundred pounds and can do this certain thing. You can, it's not a one size fits all thing. And and again, while the yeah, goalie coach is, is a new position, I think the thinking of it has really evolved over the last 10, 15 years too. Probably fifteen years ago where it really started to change industry wide, not just with a couple three coaches. Yeah. No. You're, Would you agree with that? Yes, you're yeah, hundred percent hundred percent. Um you know, and like you said, like no two goalies are the same. No two guys play the exact same, um, or girls for that matter. Um, and you know, you got you got to find what they do well and 
maximize those things and, and try and, you know, improve some of the areas that are weaker. And certainly, you know, from a structure standpoint, there's, you know, there's times that call for you to do a, you know, something a particular way of in course. a certain way and you need it executed a hundred out of a hundred times yeah. um, for lots of different reasons. Um, but again, you know, once outside of those elements like everybody is a little bit different you know somebody might skate a little better than the next person or mm -hmm. somebody's low game might be really effective or um you know maybe their mobility isn't as strong so that they have to play a more conservative depth for example so um and that's what's the, that's what's fun that's the fun as a coach yes is trying to like you know make you know you're you're molding this you know goaltender ascertain what those strengths are what the weaknesses mm -hmm. are absolutely mm -hmm. and like you said it's not a one shoe you know one size fits all kind of thing so um yeah it's trying to like make it you know that uh make it special because they all have different skills and tools that um you know make them who they are yes make them unique to themselves exactly we started to go into this a little bit before but i want to just get your thoughts on and, and obviously he did a lot for your career, but your thoughts on Mitch Korn, who really was like, you know, got to be, he's the guy. Like I said, he revolutionized the goaltend, the coaching of goaltending. And now here you are learning at the foot of him. And he's, he's your boss, right? In the ice, too, like a quirky, you know, short, stocky guy and funny, right? <laughs> He's he's the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I I mean, I I owe so much to Mitch. I mean, obviously the just the opportunity alone, but I you know I I'd like to think we you know we've we've had some success. Obviously, you always want more. Right. But uh, you know, I'm fairly happy with you know how we've you know things have gone as a whole, and a lot of that was you know with him, and a lot of what I do was instilled or taught or learned or whatever words you want to use from Mitch and um, he always had time for me um, he always shared things with me um, I can't tell you the hours we spent watching the same video together of the same goalie at the same time uh, across the world like we, we were doing this zoom thing before zoom existed we sure. just were on the phone and watching the, <laughs> watching same, the same video like, and for you know I can't tell you how many you know times we did that and the hours we did that and um, you know, just there for, you know, not just teaching you how to do things, but responding to those phone calls when you did have questions and, yeah. um, you know, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? Have you ever experienced this? Have you ever experienced that? And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's a great person, great, great human being. Um, and like I said, I was so, so much to him. You all, like you always, as the, you know the coach, and we'll talk about the Preds' run to the Stanley Cup Finals a little bit. But you, you're cheering for. You always want your team to do well. But I bet if the Predators weren't going to win it when the Capitals won it that year with Lane and with Mitch, like you must have really yeah. felt like that. That's awesome. That's yeah, really cool. I can honestly say it was probably the only year somebody's won that. Like I, I, I guess I was a little bit jealous, but not as jealous. Right. Uh, right. You, you know. Um, and uh, just you exactly said it right. I can't speak for anybody else, but if we get eliminated, um, you know, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. But you do get to a point where you're like, okay, now if we're out of it, here's you, who I want hope, to win. You hope that some, you hope that whoever wins is somebody that you know and you you know you really wish that they have the experience that you dream of having because you know they feel the same. Right. So when they when they won and. Uh, him with Scott Murray there's a goalie coach in Washington is a great person too um 
you know, couldn't be happier for him. It, you know, the, the hours and the years and the, I mean, it, yeah, couldn't have happened to a better person and a better coach. Maybe yeah. you just answered this, but I was going to ask for a goalie coach, what's a bigger deal? Uh, Stanley Cup final or Vezina Trophy? Stanley Cup. I was going to say, yeah, I think you just answered absolutely. this. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in it for the same reasons, and that's to win. And um, Typically, if you got a, a goalie that's uh, playing at a level that he's in talks for a Vesna Trophy, that usually means that your team's in a pretty good position as well. So yeah. you get a bonus for a uh, as the goalie coach when he gets the Vesna. Is that like written in your contract to get an extra mil and a half or something like that? <laughs> no. no, no <laughs> just, just, just proud dad moment. Yeah, yeah right, so right. What's it for, like? Wish, you, it would, wish it could happen every year. When you move you up to the National Hockey League level, um, that regime switches and, and you get you get the job in Nashville. And you're working with Pekka, and now you're coaching. I mean, right? We I can't believe we've gone. Tw- we're 20 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't mentioned Pekka's so, name yet. Yeah, when, when you work with Pekka Rene, what was that like for you? Is it intimidating for you? I mean, you knew him obviously, and you worked with him to some degree before that. But what's it like to be his direct, his boss? Coach, his, yeah. yeah, yeah, the guy who works with him every day. Well, I probably wouldn't have said this the first couple of years I got the job. Yeah, but I think I can say it now. When I walked in, like, the first day, I was scared to death. Yeah, I can <laughs> I believe that. I believe yeah, that. It was like, you know, it's... You so know, one of these, boy, do I belong here? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're, you're walking in, and, you know, and he was coming off a year that... Uh, it was the the year that he, he ended up having his hip yeah. stuff go yeah. on and, you know, call it a down year if you want. And then he went to the World Championships and had a really good World Championship. So I was coming in kind of that year, um, that next year, and... Um, but I can tell you that, like, that feeling, and I knew him, obviously. Like, we went to camp together. I was in the minors for five years. You know, I, I, w- I had spent time there for different, uh, you know, different camps and different things. So it wasn't like I the first time meeting him. But still, that responsibility changes and shifts. And um, it, it went away, like, after being, uh, you know, around around him at the rink. The first day he showed up, it, 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 it totally, you know, what well, what we want to accomplish which is trying trying to be the best player in the world yeah. and uh it was uh really you know a pleasure to work with him like um again like the whole people part of it mm-hmm. um unbelievable player unbelievable athlete but uh, the unbelievable person yeah. as you guys know like he's better person than he was was goalie and uh and he's a hall of fame goalie yeah and and yeah and like that's how he was about his work too like right and like i said like he was all in on like ideas suggestions it was like yeah like he really made me feel like this was one, a team. one comfortable but it was like we're in this to, together like, you're you, a team let's go like, you, know, you know so i yeah i was i yeah it was it was such a such a you know great time with him that i'll cherish forever and you know again to the relationship part of it We'll be lifelong friends right now, um, which is probably more important than than the, the how you did became. on the ice, yeah, right? Yeah. Claude, Claude Noel told us that uh, Pekka, when Pekka was here, he would screw up practice because he never wanted someone to score on him. So he battled all the mm-hmm. time, and so it's drills. The f- there's no flow to the drills because like he's stopping rebounds, but then he's trying to to to, to get him back, and like there's no flow. Mm-hmm. I, was he like that in Nashville oh, also? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like he didn't, he never quit on anything. Yeah. Um, and he just battled and battled and battled like, yeah. And, um, he had such a 
respect from the guys for that. And and he had such an impact on UC because he did that. So he set the bar. And I always say that, yeah, I'm the goalie coach, so you could say that I run the department. The number one goalie has a huge impact on the sure. department, I'm maybe sure. bigger than me because if you don't match what that guy does, that's like the bare minimum. Yeah, that's right. the guy. So not, UC obviously had a ton of great qualities and that was one of his qualities as well so it, it wasn't like UC had to learn that but Peck set the bar for UC coming in that like he had to do it day in day out match it and now that's UC right and now you know Kevin Lankin and is the same because that's how UC is and um you know, These are like all really Finns, though, here. What's going on? You're, we're stereotyping <laughs> you're, the Finns you're here. Onto, you're onto a trend. I was just going to ask you, well, well, tell us some Finns that are real lazy and <laughs> <laughs> drink but, too much vodka. So, so you get the Stanley Cup run. Uh, since we're talking specifically about Pekka, I w- quickly do the Vesna. When he wins the Vesna trophy that next year, what is that like for you as a coach? Yes. Does it feel like you're validated? Does it feel like, are you just happy more for him? Or, I mean, what is it like for you? Yeah, it's, uh, get emotional talking about it, but it's like a proud dad moment. Yeah. You know, it's just so proud of him. Like, you see all the work he puts in and, you know, to, to you know, be again, rewarded. You, you want the cup, you know, yeah. you want Stanley Cup, but if, you know, that's a consolation, it's that one position you get recognized and just to see it pay off and be recognized you, as the best you know, in, in, you know, were in, you at the, the awards world, show? Were you in, in, in Las Vegas? Yeah. Did yeah, you have a sick white suit like Paxton? No, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't, even try, don't even try to match, <laughs> match him. I don't think I can look close to as good as he does, but, but yeah, it was just a, just an unbelievable experience. Like being there and very fortunate that David Poyle and the Predators, you know, you know, allowed me to go and be part of that because it, it was as special as, you know, you know, you could possibly imagine. And like you said, just, it's like a, your child. Like you just, you know, the work that he put in, you see it every single day, like when nobody's looking and there's nobody in the arena Yeah. and, oh, you know, all like even, the, you know, you're getting off the plane and he's going to the gym to do stuff on his own because he's starting to become an aging player and, um, you know, the preventative stuff and the investment he puts into his, his body to, you know, let to perform and then, you know, to win that award, it was like you're just just so proud of him because it. He, I, I can't speak for other goalies, but for him in particular, I just know what he put into it because you know, fortunately, I get to see it firsthand and just really, really, really proud of him that he was able to do that. And like yeah. I said, I mean, you, you wish he would have, you know, gotten a Stanley Cup. Well, and that was just yeah, the year let's, before. Let's let's talk about that you, run yeah, too, right? In the first round, like you beat Chicago in the first round, which stuns the world the world but i'll yeah. tell you that i'll tell you a little a story that david we were negotiating an extension of the affiliation in milwaukee okay. and david was in to announce the affiliation and the blackhawks are three-time cup yeah. champions the last five years 10, or whatever 13, it was and 15, right yeah. and um we said and, and it's who it was and david said we want the blackhawks because we think we can outwork them and everyone's like come on that's ridiculous i like, we're faster <laughs> than they're slow right yeah and well, I guess that's why he's uh, he's been the general manager for three thousand games, and I'm just yeah. a PR schlup because the the, <laughs> the uh, you guys swept him in the first round, and it was on its way. But uh, that that first round, like, talk, just think about your what what are you thinking going into that the playoffs, right? You all think, hey, we got a shot, but you don't really you don't really think that until you win a round. Is that 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 I gotta believe that? Is that the case? 
No, I no. You think right right off the th- right off the top. I think hop. if you get in, I think when you get in, you you, you got to show. You know that yeah. you got to win four to seven games. Right. You can do that like any day, you know, sure. and then you win the next round, and you're like, oh. You, you and against Chicago, you don't, was four to four. You don't right? got you don't got to go fourteen and two or you know fifteen and one or anything to win the cup. So you're kind of like, just stay with it, win a game, win yeah. game one. So. um yeah, I mean that that year was that year was it was kind of a that that playoffs were a little bit of a not a blur, but like you're in it, like you're in a bubble kind of like right. the external noise you don't uh, see as much. You, you see it secondary, you know, like a lot of times I remember like seeing like when we were in the finals, like seeing pictures of like what the streets were like. Yeah, and we were in the rink, and I was so at, you had uh, no experience from it. You go in the rink, you know, I go to the rink six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then you see a picture of what it's like outside 6 p.m. I haven't left the rink. Yeah. I'm just doing my normal thing. We're on the ice. We're practicing. We're doing pre-scout work. It's that. And somebody says, did you see it outside? No. And they show you a picture. Like, what? Holy smokes. Right. Like, this is. So we weren't in the street to, like, experience right, it. Right. To enjoy it. To have a beer. Uh, but, yeah. So that was. But it, the playoffs it, that year it was uh, more of a reflection afterwards because, like I said, like, you're just focused on, like, the next game, trying to get that next game. And you play a lot. You know, you're, you know, you maybe play every other day depending on i think the first uh, after the first round we went six games the rest of the way so we had fairly long series so right. it wasn't like much of a break in between <laughs> and you know you're just constantly trying to stay in that moment and um so again it was more of a a reflection afterwards where you know you realize how special that was I, i'm not saying you didn't feel it at the time because right. you, you do feel it in it yeah. um the closer you get you're like all right like come on like you know, do you get you, a feeling? Uh, you make it that far, and do you think, okay, you, it's hard when you're in the moment, like you're saying, to maybe not take it or to take it for granted or not take it for granted. But do you think, okay, we did it. The next year, you're the best team in the regular season. This is going to be a regular thing. We're going to be in the mix all the time. Is it? Mm-hmm. Do you think that at the time, like, it's crushing to lose, especially that way. It was such a tight game. Hornquist mm-hmm. scores, and it's like, oh my goodness. Um, of all people, too, right? right? Like uh, from that team, a guy we know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, do you think, okay, this is just the start of everything? Yeah. Or I, can you let yourself no, get yeah, there? I think do you need to have some sadness first? Yeah, I think it was. Or is there sadness? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Morning. more it's it. Yeah, no, it's it's harder as the years go and you don't win. You realize that, like, man, how we, difficult we won it is. That. We had that yeah. shot, that, yeah. you know. And every every year you go in, you think you can win. You plan of to course. win, and and you have a chance to win so that's the goal but um for the years that pass by when you at the end of the season you don't win again you look back and you're like oh man like you really really wish you would have won yeah looking back um but uh i think it's probably different for everybody for me personally like inside of my timeline it happened fairly quickly so right. i think there probably was a little bit we're like okay like next year we'll get back at it we won the president's trophy you know we lost in a game seven in the second round to winnipeg that next year against a good team i think they were they were second in the yeah. league so it was yeah. two two you know good teams meeting up and um you know you feel like you're right there you know again and um you know versus to your example mitch corn that had won maybe had he gone through that experience sure. it would have been different for him but sure. uh certainly for me you know like you said it was a little bit like you're like all right like keep going you know yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say take it for granted because it happened early in my career um but maybe not appreciate how hard it is 
and now every year that's gone by that we haven't but, but won, I, think that's, I realize like what we that's the nature of it, was. right? Like yeah. it's the it's the line from from the office. Like I wish we knew that the good old days. I wish like when we when we were that. in the good old days when, that these are the good old days yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we it is. knew that, and you just you just don't. Mm-hmm. You need that separate. I think, it, forgive the expression, but eye of the tiger. Like he came down here and. Like he he was purposeful in everything he did from day one when we met him in Milwaukee. He was ready. His mind was trained on being in the National Hockey League from day one. He's he's one of the more amazing athletes to me because of where his head is at. He's a, he's an amazing. Yeah, man. you said you said it well by saying that. Like he's uh, very very focused um, on on what he wants and and his craft. Yeah. Um, you know, we sum up what he is as he's a great pro. So yeah. when you hear like, oh, he's an unbelievable pro, he checks every single box that you could possibly want checks from a work ethic to respect to commitment to um, energy each day to practicing with detail and purpose and execution, maximizing his time, uh, being a leader, leading by example, like, you know, playing with pride and mm-hmm. uh, being accountable and unbelievable work ethic on the ice, off the ice, does all the right things Um you know, when he's away from the rink, great person. Like, I was just going to say, just like Pekka, a great human being. Yeah. Like, like when you talk to him, you feel like he actually cares about what you're saying. <laughs> he's listening right? Not just saying, from yeah. a coaching perspective, but talking about your daughter or your yeah. family. Like, he wants to know that. He's not just asking you as in a cursory way. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he's the easiest guy to root for, um, you know, as a person and a, as a player. Um, and it's... It's no surprise for the people that know him that the success is that the success that he's had um, at the not just the NHL level, but the American League level, and back in Finland as well, um, because he puts a lot into his craft. Yeah, and and also he, like I said, the personality traits as you mentioned, he's just a really, really, really good, good, good person, dude. good human being. So um, again, another guy like I'm just so fortunate, like. To, to work with I just absolutely love you know the time we've had you know so far and I think he's gonna you know got a bright bright future ahead of him for many years and uh, you know I hope hope we can do something special with yeah. him in Nashville do you ever get uh, you ever you talk to your colleagues across the league or wherever and they you know oh this guy and you say he's like yeah this guy's a great goalie but he's a jerk right like yeah. like he doesn't listen and do, do you think to yourself wow <laughs> yeah right <laughs> who is that and specifically who is it no yeah. but like you must like when you hear that type of stuff you must be like thankful to yourself like you've had in Nashville you've had Pecorini and you say Saros as the starters and two remarkable goalies but even better people you yeah. got to be for feel fortunate about I, that I, right oh my gosh yeah and, and carter hutton was who i came yeah. in with and again like just the great so well that's a great great, great person okay so like, okay let's talk about carter hutton for a second only because we want to talk about uh april 1st 2012 were you were you with us yeah you would have been with us yeah. at that point because it was a bench clearing brawl was Between Carter and Carter goalie? Hutton was the goalie for Rockford. Jeremy Smith was our goalie when, and he started the fight. He admitted it on this podcast. He started the whole thing. Was it with that flick? Because flick. Fl- Rob Flick, Rob Ted flick, Dent yeah. tells Rob Flick to go down and do something, harass him, yeah, harass him and, and yeah. Smitty sees him in the glass and turns around and just gives him a blocker to the face. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. That's funny because I remember that vividly. Yeah, I, I, I was physically at the game. Too. You I were was in town. <laughs> um, 
But I did not know that Carter Hutton was yeah. the other goalie. If I did, I had forgotten. Right. <laughs> we couldn't funny. beat that guy that year. Like, we could not beat yeah. Carter Hutton. It's funny because we, yeah, we, we every time we would play Rockford, yes. Jason Norby, the strength coach who's now in Nashville, I would be standing there watching warm-ups. And he would, and I would joke, we'd say, is Hutz going tonight? Yeah. Like almost hoping he wasn't because he always played us so well. Yeah. And we'd always go out and warm ups and we'd, see, he, he or I would say, the first one that would look at, you know, look at the other person, is Hutz going tonight? Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, or it's like, it. okay, good. Or, you know, I don't remember who their other goalies were at the yeah. time now, but um, yeah. I funny. remember talking to Carter Hutton one time after he signed with Nashville and I said, you're going to take away the confidence of everybody in Nashville because you didn't let anybody in Milwaukee score. <laughs> so you're going to get in the warm-ups. Yeah. It's going to be trouble for everybody. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, he was he was another one. Like, great. And that's who I came in with was Pecks and Hudson. Again, like, to your question, like, so so fortunate. Like, I, I always say, like, I, my first gig was Pecorini and Carter Hutton. Like, right. doesn't great, get better Great that. guys that work hard and high school. Yeah, when are they going to make school. you work? Yeah. I have, I, I, Actually, Lisa, that's a question that I have for you. Like, in a game, when you're watching a game, our, if you're a coach, you're on the bench, you're into the game, you're getting the flow, the, the lines, you're changing lines up or whatever, you're w- really into the game. But as a goalie coach, how do you consume the game in any specific game? Like, you're in the press box. Are you box. in a suite? Are you in a press right. box? Where do they put you? And do you yeah. ever talk to the goalies? Do you talk to goalies in, during the intermissions or no? Um, so I sit in the, like, up in, like, a suite. I you know, I have an iPad going that I can go back and look at things. Um, I'm just consumed by them for the most part. Yeah, I, you know, the other goalie in terms of trying to generate some offense on him, I'll watch a bit. But a lot of times, you know, I'm even like looking back on the sequence that just happened in our end and, um, you know, just looking at their details and seeing where they're at. And even TV timeouts, again, like, you know, I reference like your kids, um, you know, you get to know exactly what they do. So sure. you want to make sure that they're doing the things that they do. So you've got to feel for where they're at mentally and different things. Um, I, I will talk to them um, between periods, but usually it's, I like, I like to avoid it. Yeah. And the reason is I think it's important that they manage their game themselves. Sure. Um, otherwise, you know, they're going to be they looking can't be for dependent you. Tur- right, yeah, they're right. turning the corner. Just like a parent. Just yeah. like a parent. Need to figure it out on their own a little bit. Um, but you know, there are specific times, um, that you might talk to them. Like for example, like in Edmonton, you know, we got down, um, the other night in the first period and, you know, we, we felt the right thing to do is to leave UC in for different reasons. And I wanted to talk to them at the end of the period to, you know, uh, just have a quick chat before the start of the second period. So it usually takes something unique for me to, to, to go in there and talk. Mid-game, yeah. The last thing I have for you is give me your thoughts on the two guys here in Milwaukee. Devin Cooley, who undrafted free agent, but he last year in the playoffs was so brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's been sharp beginning of this year. And Yaroslav Askarov, where the sky is the limit for this young man. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a really magnificent tandem, young tandem. It's, it's probably the youngest tandem we've had here. In a, Magnus and Maz, maybe, was the last time that the two goalies had that little North American experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really like the tandem. Um, they both work well together, uh, both work hard. Uh, Devin's made great strides since, call it the day we signed him. Mm-hmm. Um, very self-motivated, self-driven, uh, really invests a lot into the game. Um, off-season as well, again, another guy where the things you don't see that he's doing in the off season to, to try and better himself. Um, and, uh, 
again, his game's really grown, and you saw him progress throughout last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of the year, obviously, you know, helped this team, you know, win that first round. And, um, you know, it's really like his game's growing and trending in the right direction. He's obviously, you know, from a technical standpoint, he's a big guy that do well. He's got great battle in his game. And, um, again, like, we're just really, really happy with the progression of, of his game. Um, from from when we originally signed him, and and then you know Askarov's a young uh, you know a young young goalie that's uh, you know got a lot of upside, um, high high skill. Uh, really, uh, you know, with him, it's it's you know there's a there's a plan and it's a process. Um, and coming over here is a, you know a step by itself. You know right. you're starting to play on a smaller rink. The game's a little bit different over here. So, learning that, learning the different habits, the different details, what we're looking for, get him acclimated over here. And uh, you know again, he's got some you know special skills with his uh, down low play and how flexible he is um, and his range of motion. I was going to say, and everybody talks about his anticipation, range of motion, but th- with the anticipation that he has, mm-hmm. and and that's that's a fine line. I know the anticipation thing. With, with cheating and, and all of that stuff, leaning and stuff. Yeah, he, he does, you know, he, he does, you know, read the play well and, and, and see the ice well and, you know, anticipate things well. And, um, you know, again, he's a, he's a young player that's, it's, uh, you know, certainly has the skills to have a, a bright future. And, uh, you know, the process is, is obviously started with him over here now. Uh, obviously, it was started over there in Russia, but it's a little bit different once they actually come over here and get started in the American League. So really happy with, you know, his his progress so far. Um, Dave Rook obviously has done a wonderful job with all the goalies here, but um, in particular, you know, these two guys. And like I said, like, especially, you know, taking Cooley from where he was to where he is yeah. today is, uh, you know, really uh, – Really I just have two more questions, and I asked you this before the show. Uh, how many nights do you think you've slept at the Hilton in Milwaukee in your career? Got to be in the hundred, hundreds, right? It's got to be hundreds because you figure at least twenty. You know what I call? It, I don't know, twenty days a month. Oh my god! A year. <laughs> how many Hilton points do you have? Have you gone to? How many times have you gone to Hawaii yeah, on your Hilton points? Uh, actually, so or does Ryan Costello? So, he does he take them all from no, you? No, no, I get the points. I will say there was the year that the the lockout started the first half of the year. Yeah. Um, Twelve. I used some points. I used some points for that one. Ryan Costello took me in because I. Um, I think I actually, I can't remember something. I think I actually officially got laid off, so I needed to use some of my oh. flight. I didn't need to. I voluntarily was like, well, I'm not going to quit working. So I used my hotel points or flight points, and Ryan Costello took me in the one trip. But I got to have, I oh, that's that's got to be 100 a year minimum. Right. And, For, and that, I, so uh, you've spent like a year, of over a year of your life. At the I, Hilton. Uh, yeah, like Darles did, though. Darles did that year. Yeah. He lived the whole year in the hey, hotel. One, one more. It, hey. Nice rooms, nice place. You got a Starbucks downstairs. You got, you know, <laughs> Miller Time Pub. You got the restaurant across from that. It's a what a four minute walk, five to the minute rink? walk. Right. What, what more do you need? You so could for go. and you for a while you could get across the Skyway and only have to walk like ten seconds outside. Yeah. I oh you have a Skyway there. I didn't know that. I've been walking outside <laughs> for years. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to go I'm a little kidding. out of your way there. But yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. You can't do it anymore. But uh, yeah. and my last my last question is, in your career. When you think, is there a performance, a game, 
not necessarily you know any clinching games in the you know in the West when you beat Anaheim in the Western Conference Finals. I think. But is there an individual performance where you think back and you're like, wow, that was just amazing? Not necessarily even by Pex or by UC, but anybody. Um, sort of putting it on the spot, and you've got a lot of games to go over, but what, what, it could be multiple games. What games stand out to you as like, wow, that was incredible? Oof. I, the first ones that, uh, if you're talking about our own and not watching as a kid, I'm trying to think of it. Um, I, I think those, those two shutouts back to back were pretty big against Chicago. Sure. You know, just in the first the round. Playoffs, like, um, they didn't feel as wowing then, but I guess now that you look back and reflect, um, I think more like moments I think about. Um, I even think about um, like like there's certain games that re- I remember, and um, I remember when uh, UC played a couple times against um, Anton Forsberg with Cleveland, and I remember <laughs> thinking back then like, man, these two guys are going to go head to head in the NHL, and yeah. like both had like a couple great games against each other like i used to look forward to it because i was like oh it's going to be a good goalie ball so little things like that, that right I, that you I think always about. you know remember or um obviously you know pekka scoring a goal and you're right like right that. like but um and getting his first goal puck that was hilarious yeah, they, i thought that was awesome yeah 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 exactly we so were there that day like i that. think we aaron and i inspired him to get that goal right we were there that that yeah, morning we were there yeah. we were that morning you're right yeah not for the game but just for the yeah, morning yeah, we yeah, told yeah, him why don't you go score a goal tonight you've done everything else <laughs> yeah. he did <laughs> yeah and i just yeah just it's a little probably more it's a little bit like particular saves and things like that sure you know but um you know uc's had a couple big games that you know remember vividly and um yeah, it's more moments, more moments right, than, than like games. Sure. Like, sure. oh, there's just one game, you know. Yeah. I, the games, game. Like if I'm thinking about the games, it's not necessarily. It's not the games that come to my mind aren't typically like the goalies doing something as much as the team stuff. You know, like right. a couple of those late games, like the playoffs beating San Jose. Um, right, and, triple overtime. I, yeah, like right, right. Those are the ones that Doug, yeah, I, I remember. Where it's not, I'm not remembering because of a particular goalie. It's or some of the games. It was unique. I remember that, that San Jose game because obviously it was a late game, but the first thing, they cut to the bench and Doug Agnew's in the background, hands up in the air, jumping up. I, that, that was just great, right? It's like you yeah. you know, we know these guys and now we're seeing them on TV and it just, it brings it full circle for yeah. someone like me at, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. It's great to see you, man. Great we to really see you guys. appreciate Thanks it. For uh, continued on. success. Thanks for doing this for all your time. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Safe travels to you. Yeah, thank you. Great seeing you.